Welcome to the Adventure Mechanics. I'm Chandler. I'm Devin. And I'm Tom. And today we'll be talking about Mist, that classic game that some of us grew up with and some of us will be experiencing for the first time. Yay! <laughs> I was like, are you guys actually going to talk? <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to say that some of us love and some of us hate. <laughs> no, I got, yeah, I mean... I got nothing after that. Well, I'm, I'm coming into this thing mostly dark. My entire experience with Mist was it came with my mom's Dell when I was in, like, middle school, <laughs> high school. But, yeah, it came with a Dell. And um, I've tried to play it two or three times, got through two or three of the photos that passes an interaction and it was too boring for me at that age so yeah i, I can't say i'm much better uh <laughs> i never got past the mist island like trying to play through again i got uh, maybe to a second island and that was about it or second age i think is what they call the other puzzle yeah. areas yeah, I will say, there. like, I've always felt like I should have played all the way through that because I always felt like there was going to be some some kind of big reward for all this work and like an awesome storyline or something. So I'm really excited to hear how disappointed I should be. You should be very disappointed. Yeah. You're bad. You should feel bad. <laughs> yeah. I second that. Because I played this first in middle school as well. It was when they, they, they released it with Riven in like a package set. My dad got me that for my birthday. And I did beat it then. I had to use a guide because I'm not good at puzzles. <laughs> but I just love this game a lot, despite its flaws, which there are some. And then I just played it recently since we were going to talk about it for the the podcast i was like oh i should play it again and i've got some thoughts i do <laughs> but, too especially about your your streamed playthrough oh yeah, oh boy i have some yeah. i have some questions but we'll get to that um, okay so for those that don't know mist is a point and click adventure game released originally in 1993 this was created by a pair of brothers Rand and Robin Miller. For those interested in what they look like, when you boot up Mist and open up either the Blue Book or the Red Book, yeah, those are the designers. So, fun side note. Yeah, so Rand and Robin were originally designers that did kids' games. So, they, they made pretty much the same style game as Mist, just aimed at a younger audience where you do puzzles, solve something, and then that'd be the end of the game. They got kind of tired of it and they had the publisher broader bond or something like that. Broderbund, um, yeah. Yeah. They're like, well, why don't you aim this at adults? And they're like, oh, cool. So they asked for like an obscenely low amount of money for publishing mist. Right. It was like, oh yeah, we can make it with $260,000, which in, 1993 was yeah not a huge amount to work with but here's the really crazy thing mist almost didn't happen because they almost ran out of money they didn't <laughs> think of asking their publisher like hey could we get a little bit more to finish up all these little details and no they just absolutely just went oh no we, we can't ask for it that was our budget so we can't go over it and those crazy bastards made a game <laughs> out of that <laughs> so I got to give them mad props for that. Amazing. Right? Like no other communication about funds with the publisher. So yeah, mad wow. props for that. So the inspiration for Mist, now this is what I kind of found interesting, was the brothers were huge into D&D &D and the stories that could be told through that system. 
Um, mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, well, we don't really care about fighting mechanics or leveling up or anything like that. We want to tell this story of mystery, hence mist. So oh. that was their core inspiration. Simple to understand. Right? Yeah, it's like totally cool. And in their uh, GDQ talk, I think Rand, I want to say. Uh, yeah, I think it was Rand, the current CEO of Cyan Studios. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, yeah, we had no idea of any of the other like Sierra style games. It wasn't on our radar, which I thought was w- absolutely wacky considering how close they got to that wow formula almost really yeah yeah they had no idea of it just wasn't the games they played that's fascinating (laughs) right so that's kind of a little bit of the background of mist Hmm. i don't know if you know this question but it's something i've wondered ever since i was a kid the graphics i remember being touted as some of like the most incredible graphics that anybody had ever seen at that point but they were all static obviously were those all computer you know like made or were they somewhat like of a painting or like how do how does that i just uh, i remember this the visuals were stunning as... oh yeah yeah they actually started off wanting to do this as a hand-drawn game so mm-hmm. even more sierra like but they realized oh god we have far too much artwork to make this viable so they ended up with three servers that they would run for hours rendering the environments of mist even though wow. it's like designed wow. on the hypercard system, which is glorified PowerPoint at this point, um, <laughs> they spent hours rendering every frame. And partially because of that, the, you can kind of feel how it ends up kind of seeming disjointed because they had so much time between rendering cycles. Just oh, okay. fun little side note. Wow. Huh. Uh, as you can tell, that... I uh, got super interested on the background for this game. <laughs> background is fascinating right yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah i highly recommend rand miller's 2015 gdq talk it has a rather amusing little moment in it where uh the guy uh phil fish the guy that made uh fez is like i played uh what was the the second one riven riven and i played it without a cheat or a walk walk through or anything like that it took me over a year so my question is can you sign my copy of Riven? <laughs> and Rand is like a rock star of a developer. In the middle of this talk, he's just like, oh yeah, sure. Walks off the stage, goes and signs this copy, and then walks back up on stage. <laughs> so yeah, mad props for that. That was that was a pretty awesome, Easy. like relatable moment. I feel like if you can get through this game without a guide, you you deserve that kind of attention. I don't know. Phil Fisher already got his day in the sun and he kind of Icarus. So yes, that's a verb now. <laughs> it is. It's a really good verb. Right. Anyway, Agreed. that's just kind of a quick context for the background of mist and how it was made. I love it. That's awesome. it's really fascinating. I didn't know some of that. So that's really cool to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Almost didn't happen. And it's so like iconic now. Yeah, right. Yeah. And the really sad part is, I became fascinated with that, and then I couldn't play the game because <laughs> I just yeah. sat down and I was like, oh, I can't do these puzzles. I don't oh, have no. the attention span. <laughs> I just oh. kept bouncing off of it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, well, when we get to puzzles, I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be some stories. There's yeah. definitely going to be some stories. Uh, yeah. So why don't you tell us about the kind of the story? Sure. Okay, so I have, uh, I wrote out a little thing, much like I did for the last one. 
because this story isn't like linear, it's not like you play through a story, it's a story that you kind of discover. I kind of tried to put this together in a way, like especially for Tom, since uh, you're coming in basically cold, that hopefully yeah. it will make some sort of sense um, because the protagonist of the game is you, the player. Like, in no uncertain term, you are the player protagonist, as it were. So, um, yeah. So, consequently, right. I'm just a disembodied hand carrying a sheet of paper. Yeah, just carrying a sheet of paper, waving it in front of your face, <laughs> turning <laughs> knobs. <laughs> so, uh, so, so the game begins with a narration over a scene of a man falling through a tear in the sky, a book tumbling after him. I realized the moment I fell into the fissure that the book would not be destroyed as I had planned, the narrator says. It continued falling into that starry expanse of which I only had a fleeting glimpse. I have tried to speculate where it might have landed, but I must admit, however, such conjecture is futile. Still, the question of whose hands might someday hold my missed book are unsettling to me. I know that my apprehensions might never be allayed, and so I close, realizing that perhaps the ending has not yet been written. Hmm. The book lands and comes into your possession. When opened, it shows a moving image of a strange island. And when touched, the book brings you into the world of that island. You, the protagonist, find yourself on the empty, strange world full of odd monuments and cryptic devices. Uh, you're trapped for all intents and purposes with no real idea how you came here and no way to return home. As you explore and read, you find clues to solving the mystery of the Island of Mist. A man named Atris left a letter for his wife Catherine and a recorded message in a device by the docks. He tells Catherine he must leave, that something terrible has happened. The books in his library have been burned and he suspects that their sons are behind it or behind something terrible that's happened. Oh, they absolutely are too. <laughs> oh boy. They are psychos. They're... <laughs> yeah. My... Yeah. And you kind of get a uh, feel the, for them as you play. Yes. In the library, you find the burned books mentioned and some still and some books still legible, as well as cryptic linking books, one blue and one red. Each book seems to hold someone prisoner inside, but the image is distorted and the audio is choppy and hard to understand. As you make your investigation of the island and the books that remain, you find clues to open the monuments on mist, which lead to new linking books or ages, as Atris calls them in his journal. But all is not well in these ages. Something has gone terribly wrong. Where they were once populated, now they're ruined and abandoned. In each age is a blue and red page, which, when brought back to the corresponding books in the library, makes the images of those trapped inside clearer. As the image is clear, you learn the two are brothers, one named Cirrus, the other Akinar, red and blue respectively. They each claim to have been trapped in these books by their father, though they each also claim that they have been imprisoned wrongly. With each page you bring, you gain more information. They each blame the other of corruption and evil. In each age you find rooms that belong to the brothers, blue and red respectively in theme, and you discover that Cirrus had lavish tastes, his rooms lovely and ordered, but with knives concealed in drawers, treasures hidden away. Akinar relished outright displays of macabre and violence, uh, with shelves of poisons, frightening masks, and decorations made of bones. And corpses One in boxes. And corpses in boxes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and, oh, uh, and a terrible and a terrible electrocution cage. And <laughs> I I th I feel like it's a little too late for this, but um yeah, we're gonna be doing spoilers. <laughs> 
Oh my god, we forgot the spoiler warning. Well, <laughs> oops. <laughs> yeah, if you're hitting here, uh, yeah, you have a few more ages, but yeah. And there may also be some minor spoilers for Riven as well. So if you want to avoid any kind of spoilers at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now's the go. time to go Shoot. play them. Um, or you can watch it done, the game done in like 51 seconds. Oh yeah. I have no idea why people are speed running this, but yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that later. Uh, sorry. I didn't mean to interject. You can, no, no, I'm, I'm genuinely (laughs) curious now. Uh, you can finish this game in 51 seconds. Yep. Yep. You can finish this game in under 50 seconds. I don't think you get the good ending, but. Well, yeah, you can get the good ending. I don't know where the last page is, but anyway, uh, we should probably finish the story. Don't worry. You just have to listen to the rest of the story. Okay. That's like very informative though. Like, <laughs> So basically what you're telling me is that literally 99.9% of playing this game is staring at a screen going, uh, hmm. And yeah. if you know the answer to all of them, if it only takes 50, less than a minute. Wow. Okay. Anyway, sorry. I'm just, that's very oh, fascinating. Oh, don't worry. Go I'll on. explain how you can get to the good ending in less than like a minute. <laughs> but yeah, I shall continue. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for the yeah, interaction. No, yeah, like I, we're almost there. Like this is most of the way through the game, basically. So once you have collected all the red and blue pages lost in the ages of mist, uh, and you've brought them back to the brothers, the brothers beg you to bring them the final page for each of their respective books. At the same time, telling you, "Don't help my brother. He's horrible," and that these final pages are hidden behind the mist library fireplace. They tell you not to touch the green book found there, saying it's a clever trap left by their father to imprison whoever touches it. The green book behind the fireplace is another linking book, but not a trap per se, as the brothers had told you. Atrus greets you when you open the book and explains that his sons had burned his library and taken over the ages of mist. They have trapped him in Dunny, or Dunny, as it's pronounced in the game, uh, where the green book leads by taking a page from his mist linking book so that he could not return. If you've explored well throughout the Ages of Mist, you will have discovered a ripped note that tells of a hiding place and the marker switches on Mist, which opens to reveal a white page. When you bring the white page to Atrus in Dunny, he repairs his book and returns to Mist to take care of things. Upon his return, he tells you that his sons shouldn't cause any more trouble. Unfortunately, he doesn't have a way to help you get home, as he's working on a book in which his wife Catherine is trapped, and he has pitted himself against a much greater foe than either Cirrus or Akinar. He invites you to explore Mist at your leisure, and says he might in future have some task for you. At this point, it's worth noting that this is the good ending of the game. There are three other endings. So the good ending is you bring the white page that's in the marker switch, and this is how you could speed run the game in less than a minute. You just flip all the marker switches and then just open up the secret panel and then take the thing into the fireplace and then you win the game. So oh. that's how you do it. So um Got it. So that's so the, there's so a that's, lot more content than what you can do it. There's in way more content outside. than it takes to beat the game. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, that's good. So so that's the that's the good ending. However, you can choose to bring either the red or blue page to Cirrus or Akinar, at which point, no matter what you do with either of these brothers, the ending is the same. You take their place in the book, they are freed, and then they rip out all of the pages and trap you in darkness forever. Mm. The last ending, which is a great ending, and I love that you can get this ending, is you can go to Dunny, to Dunny, 
to Atris without having gotten the last white page for the Mist Linking book, which traps you forever in this other world. When you arrive, Atris asks for the page, and when you don't have it, you know, has a burst of anger over your foolishness, and then welcomes you to Dunny, where you and he will be trapped forever. It's oh it's pretty God. fucking funny. And it's hilarious. That that's <laughs> one I would highly recommend after you've played the game. Just be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Yeah. You'll get a good laugh. That's amazing. So basically, yeah, he's just like, oh my god, you you screwed both of us. Well, at least I Yeah, he's like, you fucked us both. (laughs) Well, fine. I guess you're just going to have to stay here. Welcome to this ruined city. Oh, man. And oh my god, is it ruined. It's pretty bad. Uh, The first kind of thought that I have is, this is a story-based game, right? It's yeah. mystery, you know, solve the mysteries, all the puzzles, kind of make an adult level choice of do I help one of the brothers that's greedy or the masochist or do I trust neither of them and talk to the dude in the green book? Which, you know, for all you know, first playthrough, it's just a trap. Yeah. And so that's kind of like the main gist of it. Why would you speed run this? Hmm. Doesn't that seem to like... <laughs> cut the idea of the game and kind of miss the point well i mean certainly (laughs) i feel like i should point out that with any speed run like you're cutting out the content of the game especially like a lot of story driven games like you can speed run the elder scrolls game for example or fallout or you know pick a game so i feel like that's not maybe the right question to ask why would you speed run this when you're missing the story because speedrunners always play speedrun games that skip the story. Yeah, I, I kind of get, you know, gotta go fast, sanic, but it doesn't really lend itself to speedrunning. I, right. mean, I mean, sure it does. Because well, I mean, you have if you to, can do it in 50 seconds. Well, you have, to, you have to be able to move. Like, it, I mean, it is, you have to be able to get to all the marker switches and flip them as quickly as possible and one of the marker switches is um across the water that you have to open the clock so you have to be able to like enter in the code to be able to get there and then get back get the page and then you have to enter in the puzzle thing in the back of the fireplace and that takes time so it's more of a skill-based being able to click in as as quickly as possible but correctly Mm. Uh, okay yeah i can partially (laughs) see that but I guess I just don't really get the pers- like I I can see the precision clicking, but I don't know. What you're saying is this seems like a very boring game to speed run. Like, oh. like without there's not a lot of reward to it. You don't you don't have like it's there's not a lot of skill involved. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Well, there's not a compelling speed run to me. Like no, I, yeah, I get it. There's there's certain speed runs that are going to be absolutely boring as hell and if you're speed running for nostalgia that's fine like i could totally get sure. that with mist i wasn't one that i personally could do as a kid so yeah i kind of just bounced off of it but if it's for nostalgia's sake i can totally get down with that but like as a person who never really got into mist and doesn't really know or care about the lore it's kind of like uh, i don't really see the point of it Right. Yeah, I could see that. Not to not to bash on those that do speedruns of this, but it's just more of a open question from me more than anything. Not to like sidetrack you or anything, 
Devin. No, no, I'm no, I'm good. Um, I was <laughs> well, just, I mean, well, I was just thinking. Like, I guess, I guess I'm just like on the opposite side of the spectrum there because I'm, I mean, there are lots of speed runs that are like a minute or less than five minutes that you just basically skip the whole game and just get to the end. And the skill to do that is, you know, it just depends on the game. So I guess I'm sort of like, uh, I mean, I think it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think it would be an interesting challenge to speed, like do 100% all red and blue pages and then the white page ending. You'd have to go through the whole game in that case. Yeah, and that's um, somewhat quicker. More but that would be maybe, maybe to your criteria, that would be a more interesting run than any percent. Yeah, and... Honestly, that's what I ended up watching to kind of get some more context on this game was a full 100% speedrun of it. Um, mm -hmm. So I didn't really read any of the lore. And yes, there are interesting situations and pathfinding could be a compelling reason to watch it. But in sure. all honesty, the speedrun of the 100% was like, oh, okay, now I kind of get the game. <laughs> <laughs> you do get to see basically the whole game. Oh, yeah. I should have done that without any context. Know nothing about the background and just watch the speed run. And, and then I think that would confuse me more than it would be helpful. But yeah, I regret not doing it. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe next game. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of like my first thought. After watching you uh, do a pl uh, Let's Play of Mist, the, mm -hmm. you had a couple of people come in and they were like, oh, yeah, we're Mist speedrunners. I was like, oh, well, that's an interesting choice and i just kind of wanted to vocalize my confusion on that mm -hmm. i'm not well i mean any I, I guess it's just confusion <laughs> yeah well i guess i guess the question would be better put to the speedrunners than why they do it or what's yeah. compelling about it yeah i mean i don't speedrun it so i don't i don't think i could answer that question well, you got it <laughs> done in like an hour which is fucking impressive yeah, well, I mean, I had also, like, played impressive. it before. Like, I mean, much like a speedrun, like, I knew what the puzzles, what the answers for the puzzles were, and I had written down the answers to some of the stuff so I could get through it faster. Um, That's true. For the, sake of, for the sake of the stream, which was basically, I just want to show the game, and I wasn't sure if you were going to be able to play it to talk on the podcast about it. So oh, I thought, well, I this might be that. easy so you could see the game, you know, and I can share some of my thoughts with it and stuff like that, so... Hmm. No, I um, absolutely yeah. appreciate you doing that because no, I honestly really did sit down and try and play this game and I just couldn't find myself in a mental state to actually get through the puzzles. Because yeah. on most of these games, I try and sit in and do a cold playthrough before looking anything up or anything like that. But Myst is one of those games which does the player no favors and is like, okay, you're in our world now, brah. You, you gotta you gotta you gotta work in our rules and i respect <laughs> it for that but i just don't have the focus as of late to do that sure so that, that kind of makes it harder <laughs> one of the things like and this is kind of where i'm like as far as like you know between gameplay and story is like i love the lore i like the story a lot i like the world that they built i even like how the puzzles are part of the world like that's a thing uh, it's not just like, well, here's an arbitrary puzzle. The puzzles all like have reasons to be there. Um, yeah. And they and they also like gameplay wise signal stuff to the player about what kind of puzzles or what you should be doing, you know, uh, how you solve these puzzles. But like there are things that feel odd or antiquated. And it's kind of an interesting tension for me. Uh, I think in the stream I mentioned this where, you know, to get into the spaceship, to the rocket ship, you have to power it up. But if you don't do the puzzle correctly, 
everything shuts down and you have to reset the breakers. And there are two breakers that you have to find and climb up, reset the, the switch, and then go back and try powering up the spaceship again. And as a gameplay thing, that feels frustrating. Especially, I, I should like preface, as somebody who's really bad at puzzles. <laughs> I'm very, very bad at them. I like them, but I'm bad at them. So for someone like me who's like, I like this puzzle, but I, I'm really bad at solving them. It feels like busy work and it just doesn't feel very good. So like the playthrough I did before I streamed it where I was figuring stuff out, I was like, oh my God, why is it like this? I ended up brute forcing the rocket ship just like clicking randomly, but I had to go back and reset the breakers so many times, but I just didn't want to go find a guide. <laughs> I was like, no, I will not be <laughs> defeated. I will just push the button. <laughs> but that said, on a narrative level, on like a diegetic level, that's how it would like it makes a logical sense that, yeah, you're you're trying to turn on this power thing. You overloaded the circuits. You have to go reset them. And this setup makes sense for the world that's being built. So, of course, you'd go out, reset the breakers, go back. And so it's like at the same time, I'm like, oh, this is really annoying from like purely gameplay it's like oh but i mean this makes sense it doesn't feel like it's intended as busy work for the player it's not like you know puzzles or, or setups in other games that you're just like what the hell is this for why can't i just run through the level why would you put the valve puzzle in vampire the masquerade redemption that i streamed yesterday for example okay. why is this here there are no puzzles anywhere else why would you do that this is dumb it just feels like busy work and it's just stopping the main gameplay loop and i don't like it why is well, most of exactly new york why. in the sewer <laughs> why why i come to new york and i have to be in the damn sewers like what's that about i so, can tell you exactly why it's it's because someone is along the line went Hey, um, puzzle games are kind of popular. We've decided that your game needs to have a puzzle, and the, and the developers are like, "Well, shit." Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely possible that that's what happened. It's it's <laughs> it's also... almost always someone up at the top just screwing it over. That's like or, always the case. Or like, oh, we only have like fifteen hours of gameplay. We need twenty. Oh, oh yeah, right. that fuck. I actually Let's would pad this out. Yeah. Yeah. I think both are equally valid, but I think that, yeah, Chandler, you're probably right. Like, that one's yeah. more often. <laughs> That's still going to come from the top, though. That's still going to come from the top saying, hey, exactly. you need 20 hours of gameplay, no less. Yeah. Um, that, or they're going to be like, we're going to make this game on this tiny budget um but it needs to be at least x number of hours and then the developer's <laughs> like well that's not and it needs happen. to have um... these five features all of them and never sell the twain meat and you're just like how do i it must yeah. have a puzzle i don't care if it's a first person shooter it has to have a puzzle, has okay. to have a puzzle. God. no more physics puzzles. <laughs> we have to we have to utilize the squad make the squad open the door while the protagonist waits uh yeah <laughs> exactly but I can uh, open the door. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Private, you are not you are not high enough rank to open this door. You're in my way, sir. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, but anyway, but with the with the puzzles, like I, it's like an interesting, and this is one of the reasons I like the game, where it does have that odd tension, where it's like, oh, I'm really frustrated by this, but this makes sense. Like clearly. Yeah. You know, if I just could solve puzzles better, this wouldn't be as terrible. Except for freaking sound puzzle hell. Ah, uh, yes. Which is to say, the Selenetic Age. Why? So. That tram puzzle is the worst thing ever. I do not like it. Even the developers say that's a bad puzzle. 
That's <sighs> they they um in the GDQ 2015, the mm. developers just like, oh yeah, that was our worst puzzle. We it, I, yeah, you tried yeah, to road sign it, but it just didn't work. And it do, well, and like here's the thing: like you can get so screwed over if you haven't done the mechanical age, which has the sound cues for the different directions. But here's the other thing: like here's where I got screwed up because this time I did have to look up a guide because I got lost. I couldn't figure out what the hell this puzzle was having me do. I thought that the sound was indicating where you were located, not where you were supposed to go. Oh yeah. And I'm not sure why I thought that. Like, I, I cannot tell you what my logic for that was, but that's what I thought. And I labored in that stupid thing for about 30 minutes before I went, you know, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm done with this. And um, mostly walking Day9 TV's um, adventure game show on Twitch, um, they had played Mist a while ago. And I couldn't remember how they solved the puzzle because I was trying to think because they struggled with it too. Like, a lot like they were stuck in there for hours if i remember correctly <laughs> like a long time and I, I was like well how did they solve the puzzle but i couldn't remember so i still had to look it up and then when i looked it up and it's like oh yeah the sound indicates where you're supposed to go and, and like, i was like oh uh, you've got to be kidding because, me <laughs> right because i remembered the sounds from the mechanical age as being like you know north south east and west but i was like okay so i'm in the north but what am i supposed to do now that i'm in the north whereas it's actually telling you Okay, go north. Yeah, that's like, that's a little bit different. Yeah, so I was bit. like, I was just so frustrated with that puzzle. I, I uh, like the rest of that place being sound puzzle hell. It's like, okay, this is kind of ugh, but it's fine. I could deal right. with it. But that one is just, mm, I'd say that's probably the worst puzzle game, in my opinion. I would You're be inclined mind. to agree because all the other puzzles are like near, not nearly as frustrating. Like, um. The uh, stone ship age where you have to like select the correct dot on the wheel to like turn on the power in the ship. That that was frustrating for me, but that's just because I'm not bad at geometry. <laughs> yeah, but... I mean I'm I'm bad at geometry. I just was like having trouble thinking of how to solve the puzzle. I knew it had to do with like 360 degrees, and the lighthouse is at 135 degrees. How does that translate to these dots around the wheel? I know I'm supposed to click the right one, but how do I figure that out? And uh, it's simple math. Like, the, once you figure that out, it's so simple. But Yeah, it's 90s clickbait. <laughs> click, like, comment, subscribe, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, that was a really <laughs> lame joke. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, that, that, one, that one was not your best work. Yeah, well. <laughs> it was worth a shot. It was worth a try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I suck at plugs. Anyway, Mist is interesting because it quite literally never holds your hands, even when they try and signpost. Like, yeah. If you did go to that sound puzzle hell before you've decided to aim the cameras at the sounds, it's going to be a bad time. Yep. And there's no apologies for the game being like that. <laughs> yep. It's like, you just got to figure this out. And like I said, like the way it works with the story that you're like thrown in these places and you have no idea and you're not even from the culture that built this, you know, ultimately it it's like I just like that feeling of like this is completely alien. Like this is the thing that like the dig tries to do. And that's like a different kind of narrative point and click game. But like it tries to do this where, you know, your protagonists are on an alien world. Everything's a priori. 
you can't interpret stuff, but you can't actually do a game like that and have the players still be able to play the game and figure out what the game is asking them. So you get kind of these weird things that are like, I get what you're trying to do, but it's still a little odd because you have to make it in a way I understand. Whereas Mist is like, nope, yeah, we you're don't... on this world. It's weird. You have no idea how you got here. You can't leave. What are you going to do? And there's this try to figure it out, I guess. Books. Yeah. It's yeah. like there are these two really untrustworthy people that are telling you different things and you know, mm, it's weird. I actually really mm. enjoyed that part of the story. Mhm. Whereas like, oh yeah, neither one of these guys is really trustworthy. You're going to have to be careful. And that was actually really fascinating to me. Cuz it's like, yeah. ooh, who do I trust? I feel like I should trust Blue more, but he's obviously psychotic. And <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Red seems like the more stable, but he's just kind of creepy, and, and I don't know. Like, I, I, <laughs> I can't really tell from the first video, but I feel like he has evil universe beard. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has <laughs> mirrorverse <evil>. beard. <laughs> yeah, he's got the mirrorverse goatee. Yeah, if it definitely looks like he has that in the first video. Yeah, and he really does. <laughs> that's kind of the funny point of watching those like the vo the voice acting in it is surprisingly top-notch especially mm -hmm. for just developers was the voice acting the people that programmed it or did they actually bring in other people no it was just the no, it's just developers them. it's the two brothers wow um yeah rand and robin they they oh. played all the characters rand plays uh akinar and atris and robin plays uh, uh cirrus yeah interesting okay yeah and robin does the audio as well mm -hmm. which so the entire game two people am i correct no there were more people no involved. they had other people doing stuff but they did like the voice the video uh the um music wow yeah they did a lot they did a lot yeah yeah yeah. Remember, their budget was stupid small, and they weren't going to ask for more. And they weren't going to ask yeah. for more. <laughs> they didn't even think that that was a thing, but it ended We've up... You've got to make a game on $260,000. Right? And it becomes, like, the best-selling game until The Sims came out in 02. That's insane. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really, really. It held that record for a long time. Mm -hmm. so. Holy cow. That's almost a decade. Yeah, and it's it's so beloved. And it just had the 25th anniversary, right? And um, now when they did that, they were able to release all of the games on like Steam and, and GOG, where now so many other people can play it. Because before, like you couldn't really do that. It was janky or you had to have like for the other games, you had to have your discs still. And of course, try running old discs on modern computers, right? Ooh, that's yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't usually end so well. like yeah so like now it's reaching a wider audience again because it's now accessible and like people who loved it are like getting back into it and it's it's really easy to see like why it was so kind of beloved and sold so well sold sold so well sold so well mm, my english sold, good <laughs> i i have a graduate degree in english yes i do <laughs> yeah i can tell yes i'm glad you can tell me speak Perfect. good <laughs> Yeah, I kind of feel like Mist was surprisingly more geared to like doing a puzzle with a friend. Yeah, if that kind of makes sense. Hmm. Like, explain. You know like, how like, so you'd say playing with someone, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like I don't know about you guys, but like around Christmas time, my family just pulls out a 
giant jigsaw puzzle and kind of just puts it on the table Uh for people to kind of poke at um, and eventually it gets solved. I feel like Mist was uniquely set up for something like that where you Hmm. could have your kid come in and be like, oh, is this what the puzzle is about? What about this? Yeah. I mean, it has its macabre moments, but it's not like anything worse than they would see on TV, really. Yeah, it's it's really kind of tame. It's kind of like yeah, like there's some weird visuals, but they're nothing super awful. Yeah, it's hmm. not like, for lack of a better word, like hunted or whatever. Yeah, um, where you're it's just not amnesia, but, the dark descent. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of horror elements in it. It it has some because you know one of a, one of the brothers is like absolutely obsessed with the macabre, but yeah, he's like got bone bone like lamps and like poison everywhere and yeah the electrocuting cage and you're just like Mm-mm. yeah there's like he seems trustworthy <laughs> but it's at the same time it's like you don't even really know it's a corpse in the box yeah. which honestly now that i think about it i feel like seven kind of yeah there's there could be a reference there but i'm pretty sure seven came out after mist i'm pretty sure it came out after mist yeah, because I really wanted to yell, what's in the box? 95. <laughs> so, yeah, two years after yeah. this. What's in the box? <laughs> what's in the box? <laughs> it's not Crocs. That's that's the spoiler. It's no. not Crocs in the box. No. But, yeah, it's a very atmospheric game. And it, if you're a lore hound like Devin, it is yeah. going to absolutely be up your alley. Because there are a lot of lore things in the library. Yeah. And, and you're going to have so many questions about why somebody would build devices like this. Like, why is this a thing? Why? Why, why is the rocket ship powered by music? Yeah. Why is, really? Why, yes. Why would you build an entire thing based around sound? Why would you do that? And what kind of sick bastard hides the book that you need to get off the yeah. island in the library under a pedestal? <laughs> yeah. Why are we here? What is this place? What is this dunny that, you know, Atreus is, is trapped in? Like, what, what is what is this? Why, why do they say dunny? Why, why, why do they Denis? say dunny when it's spelled like Denis? Which is yeah. how I've said it forever, even yeah. though it's very clear in the game, said dunny. Yeah, it's... <laughs> and you notice I flip back and forth. I say it both ways. Yeah, it's really confusing because in the books, it's like D apostrophe N I. Like, that's yep. Denis or Denis. Yeah, Denis. Something Denis. like that. But yeah. no, it's Dunny. Dunny is how they pronounce it. I don't know where the uh comes from. I'm not sure either. Denis. I don't know. Maybe that's, <laughs> maybe that's explained in another game. That's... Because uh, there are many. Yes. And you know the really interesting thing? Sorry, I'm going to go back into the history of this company because i am fucking fascinated by it they are still around Hmm? they're still producing a game i think as of recording they're probably publishing obsidian or something like that which is a reimagining of mist uh there's they came out a couple years ago with a game called abduction ah that's the one yeah yeah and it's a different thing, but same sort of like Miss style. You go into the, you're in this place and you solve the puzzles and do yeah. the story and stuff. And apparently it's, it's quite good uh, according to people who also like Mist. I have not played it. I cannot speak to that, but yeah, they came out with that a couple years ago and um, they actually are publishing other games as well. Like that they don't develop. They're yeah. doing that as well as they're publishing. And they can't like, uh, there were a couple that I think they published. One was called Zed. 
came out just this year that Cyan Worlds published. Um, and then there's another one that they kickstarted called Firmament. That seems correct. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they don't have a release year for that. But yeah, yeah, I want to say it was just kickstarted earlier this year. Yeah, um, I was gonna back it, but I didn't have money at the time. They launched the Kickstarter March 26, 2019, and it was successful. So they're probably still developing yep. it. Yep. Yeah, but they're still around, still making stuff. And... Yeah. Any game company that lasts from 1987 to now. Oh, good God. It's impressive. 32 years. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this... This, uh, this yes. game development company is quite literally as old as I am for context. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> most game design houses don't last that long. Yeah. So, yeah. Props to Cyan Worlds for being around for so long. Yeah. That's, that's and no still small making feat. Yeah. And, and still being like a fairly small developer by the sounds of it, too. Because, like, most of the time you mm. either become huge or you die. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty rare to, like, just. Follow the middle line all the way through. Yeah. In the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. I mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You yeah. either become EA or you go away, or you get bought by <laughs> EA and then liquidated, which is much more likely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Bullfrog. Uh... Yeah. Oh, though. Speaking of what a mist nerd I am when they did the Kickstarter for the 25th anniversary of mist. <laughs> uh, they had all these really cool goodies and I backed at the tier where I could get the really cool mist linking book that you open it up and it plays the mist Island flyby. Oh, that's oh cool. God. And I got the inkwell and pen from Riven. That's really solid. I have to awesome. like brag a little because it's really, really cool, but also full disclosure, that's the kind of nerd that I am about about this game <laughs> yeah like if you haven't noticed Devin's huge into this game if you've listened to any of our previous podcasts i can almost guarantee that uh she talked I about think it come up every single time like, yeah. <laughs> that and the dig and like i just mentioned these things i'm like oh my god i just stopped talking about the same stuff but i like it it does things that are good right these will are inevitably going to be our reference points so yeah mm -hmm. if you haven't played mist and you've gone this far into our podcast do yourself a favor and at least do it with a walkthrough yeah like it's it's worth experiencing if you have the patience to sit down and play it and if you have the patience to get somebody else to sit down and play it with you and you're into puzzles yeah. it's an amazing experience yeah it, this, this is coming from the guy that like oh i can't do puzzles and i don't have the patience for it so yeah like even me being a philistine about puzzles is like oh yeah this is good <laughs> yeah that's awesome i'm gonna have to check it out maybe as an adult i'll find it a lot more compelling than i did in middle age or middle middle school years <laughs> middle age years in middle middle age just going back well you know time. yeah <laughs> i uh i'm actually a benjamin button so oh that explains a lot <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man yeah mist is a rightfully called a classic i would say yeah so so here's a question shoot mm. do you think that mist could be adapted to uh be a cell phone game because i feel like it would be a pretty good candidate oh uh, yeah yeah i i have some words mm. for you it's called oh, boy real mist for ios released in 2012 <gasps> oh oh I didn't my even god 
but only on iOS, so... Yeah, well, if you don't like that, you can also do, let's see here, uh, Bug Chucker for Android in 2011. <laughs> what? I have no idea. I have zero other context for that, but apparently uh, they released a game called Bug Chucker. It looks like Real Mist and Riven are available in the Google Play Store. Oh, that's awesome. So if you're well, into I'm... some mobile puzzling, that's so, actually So if you want to play those games on mobile it looks like they exist that's awesome i was gonna say because i was thinking about it while we've been talking i feel like with the as simple as the mechanics are it'd be a perfect candidate for that so i was yeah that's good to know that uh, i'm not the only one that had that thought oh yeah so. somebody else thought the same thing <laughs> thankfully <laughs> that somebody else was the publisher <laughs> oh really developer. oh good Thank God. Yeah, they self-published it, so, that's yeah. That's genuinely a good thing. So, I'm going to check that out. Maybe that's how I'll be able to play it, because honestly, like, I don't know if I would sit down and play it, but it might be the kind of game that I might just kind of dink around with while I think it would work really well for that, yeah, if you're just, like, you know, sitting around, like, waiting on an appointment or something. Like, just, yeah. you know, dicking around with it a little bit and closing it and coming back to it later. I think it would, like, work perfectly for that. Yeah, it doesn't have a deep enough story to be like, oh, man, I don't remember what I was doing before, but, oh, I'm going to have to start all over again. Yeah, it doesn't have all Right. That. Now, that being said, you probably will want to make notes, but you can still do that yeah. on the phone, too, so. Yeah. It's not like a deal breaker that you need to make notes, but yeah, that's, that's an interesting experience. Hmm. I, I would, I, I didn't consider it being a uh, mobile, but yeah, that is it. Yeah, sure enough. Well, what's really interesting to me is that Real Mist gets an excellent rating. It's got like 4.1 out of 5 and it's $7 and Riven gets a 3.3 and is $4. What? Oh. Oof. Why is it so low? I don't know. <laughs> Genuinely curious. Okay, so I, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this on this podcast, but would you say that Riven is better or worse than the original myth? Yeah, how does it stack up <laughs> to the rest I, of the series? I can only speak for myself, but I liked Riven better. Interesting. I well, think apparently I, you're wrong. They really, At least according to Google Play Store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. According according to these philistines from the future. <laughs> yeah. I mean, playing on their little pocket computers, where I had to play on a big CRT monitor with a big, you know, tower that was like, and had a lower resolution. Time. Yeah. <laughs> But in seriousness, I, I thought that Riven was probably better. I liked it better, but I think that's because they took the ideas and iterated on them and did better. Like they did better puzzles and of course it looks better, but mm -hmm. the story is also much more strong and much more present. And it's also a story like the type of story that it is, like what you're doing in Riven and like who you're coming up against and what you're trying to do is is like my jam like that whole kind of story is really neat and there's a little bit more of it than just puzzles so um that's my opinion i still really like mist but i i think riven i, I think i liked riven better hmm. and full disclosure i only started mist three back in the day and wasn't able to finish it uh, and I've not played four or five. So as far as the rest of the series, or Uru. So as far as the rest of the series is concerned, I cannot speak to that. But <laughs> for the two I have played. <laughs> That's fair. Like, they did publish a lot in the Mist universe. So they there did. are options. 
apparently yeah. they still have an MMO uh, server yeah. up. Which apparently is there's still a legacy server crazy. for Uru, which is I didn't even know that that was a thing that they still had running. But uh, that's the more you know. Yeah, it's like r- competing for RuneScape for that's still around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, I didn't think that was going to be a what thing. What do you mean? I think I understand why these are different ratings now. So Myst, they adapted for the Android and made it so that it's actually a 3D game that you can explore. Mm-hmm. Where you can move around in a 360-degree view instead of having like almost like the pictures that you got yeah. in the original experience. Glorified PowerPoint, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, Riven is the old-school way where Myst is like totally revamped. Oh, I don't think they went back and redid Riven. Like, yeah. they did go back and, and do Mist 3D, like the real Mist with 3D rendering, but I don't think they ever did that with Riven. It's just how Riven is. Huh. I could see that. Okay. Being, uh... I can see that being a problem for people, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I can exactly. see that. I think they're wrong, but. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong, you Philistines! <laughs> Get good well, at Riven. Lots of. Lots of people say the opposite, so therefore you're wrong. I don't know what I don't know how to tell you this any other way, but you know, it's just those are the rules. I guess I'm used to that, so I'll just just sit in my corner. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna be like, nah, screw you. I'm gonna go play Riven on my cell phone on Twitch. Just to be a badass. Oh god. Sounds like a terrible idea. I know. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like bad news for everybody because you're just sitting there like looking yeah. at your phone the entire time and yeah. as much fun as it is to play on your phone i don't think i would want to spend a whole play session watching somebody watch like over their shoulder right. so it doesn't <laughs> right. seem like a good experience yeah uh well i think we've pretty much drained uh our topic on mist what would you guys say uh, I covered everything that I wanted to talk about, I think. I didn't talk much. I'm mostly just listening and being interested. So there right. you go. I was I mean, super works. good at podcasting today. This was yeah. uh, <laughs> so glad you had me here. Um, <laughs> You're one of the hosts, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, you know? like So uh, glad you had me. It's not like I actually do this with you guys on a regular basis or anything. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, what I'm saying is, like, today, I am audience, you know? I'm just sitting here listening. I am such a good host that all I do is sit here silently. So I wanted our like audience to audience know. you're, like, the audience proxy, right? Like, yeah. Like, the, the proxy for the audience where, like, you know, they could put themselves in your shoes, being, like... Exactly. They can listen to my silence and know how to listen to you guys. They can use me as an example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly how that works. That <laughs> yeah, seems legit. But yeah, um, any closing thoughts on Mist? I honestly just have vague memories of Mist. Like yeah, that's, that's all I have. Yeah, like you you probably put it in your parents' computer, played it for like maybe an hour, got frustrated, and went and played with Legos or something. At least that was my experience. I mean, I was about to say, were you like watching? Did you have a video camera? That's pretty much exactly how that went down. So I had my own computer. <laughs> In my room Ooh. that I played, <laughs> and I liked it, even though I often was like super frustrated and closed the game and went and did something else, like read a book. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this game's 
stupid. Like, oh, this game is so frustrating. I don't know how to solve this puzzle. I'm going to quit. I'm going to read books. And then I'd come back a few hours later and be like, okay, I think I know how to solve this puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. That's literally what the game, how the game was designed. I feel like, like mm-hmm. you were really just the best case scenario. You could it do a lot of my... I will it... say though that as like okay, so Mist came out in '93, so I would have been five. Um, it doesn't do much for a five-year-old. And then by the time I was even aware of how to play such a thing, I think I would have probably been. Well, okay, Gateway 2000, we can just, I, I'm guessing that, would be that was about two, yeah, late, late, nine, late 90s, so like, I don't know, 10, yeah, 12, mid, depending mid on what, 90s. yeah, I would have been like 10 or 12, something like yeah. that, and Mist doesn't, at least for me, it did not hold the attention of a 10 or 12 year old version of me. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, I was huge into other things at that point. Oh yeah, I had been introduced to video games, but they were much, um, a much different genre. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wasn't thinking puzzles. No. no. Yeah. They were all fast paced things that, you know, for someone who doesn't have any attention span, which, you know, hi. Yeah. yeah. Hi. I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Who knows how I actually got into playing long ass board games, but yeah. Yeah. yeah how I did mean, that happen? No idea. We all became boring adults. That's what Ugh. happened. Oh no! Adulting—it's—it's it's a thing, and it's a pain. Yeah. But yeah. we developed that thing called patience. Ugh. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I think this is pretty much a good time to sign yeah. off. What do you guys say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Absolutely. agree. Okay. Well, uh, we are the v- Adventure Mechanics. I'm Chandler. I'm Devin. And I'm Tom. We will talk to you next time with another game that we will probably get through. Um, at least one of us will anyway. Somebody will. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Don't know who it is. Who will it be next week that actually finishes the game? We'll draw and straws. <laughs> um, I'll be the next one to play all the way through. I'm going to play Fortnite. Um... Oh, oh, God. <laughs> You're going to have a lot to drain there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay yeah we will talk to you guys next time all righty bye